back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Chamberlain. How are you doing, Matt? Well, I mean, just watching a crazy game and kind of trying to calm down from it. Another, you know. another uh, emergency podcast after Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Toronto up 3-1. Just right where Golden State want, where where they want them. <laughs> they just need a three-one comeback. They just need something to try for. They were building the narrative so that KD can come back and win the Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a crazy game! Before we get into the game, let me remind you to follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod. Um, also remember to find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Google Play or Stitcher, uh, leave us a reading or a review, uh, and we would greatly appreciate that. Matt, what are some big takeaways from Game Four? What should we be talking about in this pod? Um, Clay deservedly is upset about not making thirteen. Man, NBA. he was really good tonight. He. He sat out game three to be like, you need me. Yeah. He came back tonight and be like, look, you need me. <laughs> Pay me. And also, we were just saying it off air, this team needs a third guy. Yeah. For the Warriors. Steph, pretty good game. It's all right. Clay, wonderful game. And then who? KD? <laughs> if only. If only. Yeah, the brilliant thing about what the Raptors have done in this series is kind of neutral neutralized Draymond Green. Like he's been close to a triple double in the, throughout this whole series, but it hasn't been like it's been a Russell Westbrook triple double. So, empty. Yeah, it's kind of been empty. Like, uh, okay, yeah, you have all those stats, but like it doesn't feel like you've impacted the game uh, the way that you should with that kind of stat line. I know. Well, it's like, so tonight, game four, Draymond goes three for six from the field, um, four for four from the free throw line. So 10 points total, nine rebounds, none on the offensive end, 12 assists, five turnovers. The five turnovers out of all that feels most indicative of like how his night went. That is really close to a Russell Westbrook (laughs) triple-double then. He working on it. um, Got teed up too in the game. And he... Honestly, he deserved it more than just that one time. Yeah. But they they gave him some leeway. He was pretty in control tonight, though, for Draymond. For Draymond's standards. I guess it could have been worse, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. But I know plus minuses and everything, but he was a minus 13. Outside of Sean Livingston, minus 14. He was the... That was the worst on the team. Like, Draymond had a bad game again, and it got to him. Like, very clearly what was happening got to him. And still there was a point with, like, three minutes left in the game where Steph hits a a jumper, and you're like, wait, the Warriors aren't out of this. Yeah. Like, and they still weren't out of it. And it's like, man, if Draymond – and this is not – his fault completely like boogie played poorly iggy did not have a good game sean livingston did not have a good game like no one outside of steph and clay had anything close to a good game like it's not just his fault but just the fact like he couldn't get himself under control for what felt like midway through the first quarter on like i think that's just so indicative of then what happened throughout this game yeah the raptors just slowly get back into it and then them giving them the business in the third quarter yeah 
I mean, that was, the, the, the script was flipped there. I want to go back to a point you touched on there for a second. Overall offensive rebounds. The starting five for the Warriors had two offensive rebounds. And I know the league has gone drastically away from the offensive rebounds, but it felt like the Raptors had like 15. I know. In it, the third quarter alone. It's, it's just like... Kavon Looney, I know he didn't start because you, you have to give DeMarcus a try, knowing what he gave you in game two and still knowing what the idea of DeMarcus Cousins does for you. Like, I know why you're starting him. I know why you have a good reason to not start Kavon Looney because of the fractured rib, collarbone, whatever thing he's got going on. Like, you have a perfect excuse to start DeMarcus Cousins. But Kavon Looney was a 100 times better in this game than DeMarcus Cousins was. DeMarcus Cousins, four turnovers in the game, and it felt like three of them more than that first quarter (laughs) six points four turnovers and four rebounds he was just bad it was not a good game and he couldn't do anything defensively like it looked how we thought demarcus cousins would look coming back to the nba finals after being out a month and a half yeah like he looked how we thought he would look i understand why you rolled the dice but maybe that really talks to steve kerr's desperate like desperate nature because he's like we're not beating this team. Yeah. Like, the way the Raptors are playing right now, I know we're focusing a lot on the Warriors, but the way the Raptors are playing right now is on another level. Yeah. I mean, Kawhi's just taking this team to another level, and, it, like, he's made people better around him. Like, I think the obvious one tonight is Serge Ibaka. Like, I don't think Serge gets 20 without the way with the way Kawhi's playing because they were doubling Kawhi so hard. And that, just open up the paint. Yeah. That, that that role was so easy for Ibaka to get to, even though Ibaka had some nice like open looks too. Like he hit a straight on straight on three in the third. Yeah, and I think you turned to me and said, "Is this a search Ibaka yeah, game?" <laughs> and he finished with twenty points and he was plus eleven on the night. Like. They were even playing him and Mark Gasol at the same time at one point, and it's like Serge Ibaka is just a center now. Yeah, like he's not a power forward anymore. He's just, you're playing two centers out <laughs> against the NBA Golden State Finals. Warriors, like at Oracle, and it's working. You like Nick Nurse? I don't know what this man's putting in their Gatorade. He's throwing out a box in one one night. He's putting two centers on the floor another night, and it's working. It's just crazy to me how much this team is bought in. Like, well get into the Raptors now but like how much they bought into Nick Nurse in general as a head coach like normally a first year head coach doesn't get this much respect from their play- from his players but it's pretty obvious that like these guys are bought in like Serge Ibaka is bought into coming off the bench and playing this role now um, and it's just really impressive to see these guys not blink like yeah. in Oracle they won two games in Oracle That's- like when's when's the last time that's happened uh I think I saw I feel like Kevin Pelton tweeted out like the 94-95 Supersonics that's insane (laughs) like I think that's the last time um I may be mistaken on that sorry if I am but yeah I know right like no one just goes into Oracle and wins like two or three games a year yeah and they have like in in the most crucial time and you're right like no one blinked like Kawhi as like the leader is just like robotic and (laughs) everyone else is like yeah we're gonna win this game, and he was like, he was healthy. Like he looked super healthy tonight. He looked better. He, he was looked so much better. And like this is a, a game coming after like twenty four hours of rest. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you only had one day of full rest compared to Steph Curry, who had a ton of minutes and yeah. had to obviously carry the Warriors in game three. He looked exhausted, and you can tell he put a lot of shots short tonight. Yeah, so that gets into a separate little thing. Why did Steve Kerr play Steph Curry so many minutes in game three when very clearly like that team was just overmatched yeah why did Steph Curry play 43 minutes yeah like there came a point you were down like 16 with like six minutes left in the game five minutes left in the game and it was literally (laughs) Steph or nothing right and by that point even Steph was starting to very clearly wear out like why didn't you pull him yeah like maybe you say oh an extra three or four game minutes doesn't mean that much it does but in the NBA finals you're telling me if you could have got three or four more good minutes out of Steph Curry tonight that's the difference in the game I mean and like I I mentioned it like there came a point like three minutes left where I was like oh Steph just cut this like to single digits are they doing this right now is Toronto about to blow this and then there was just nothing left in the tank after that. Like yeah. he airballed the next shot, I think, and Pascal came down and hit a hit a jumper. Like and that's it. Yeah, that, that really felt like okay, that's it, ball game now. Well, like that. I know we've talked about like a lot of the stars here, but like, and I mean, not including certain Baca. But, <laughs> uh, like the role players, like those guys have just been flat out better than any of the Warriors role players. Like, oh, a hundred times over. And, and like it. it Andre Iguodala, over three from three tonight, one of six from uh, the field overall, only three points. Like, he just has to have a better game than that. Like, right. I know I know he's injured. Like, he's not 100%. Everyone's not 100% at this time of the year, though. Like, you just have to but play But the defense better. wasn't there either. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. if you could say, like, put his defense on Kawhi or helping on Kawhi or whomever was so elite that it's okay that he's not putting up numbers, but it wasn't. Yeah. Like, Kawhi, I know it wasn't always Iguodala on him, but, like, Kawhi going 11 for 22 for 36 points. Pascal, okay, maybe you're going Pascal. 6 for 14, 7 for 8 from the free throw line, 19 points. Like, who are you helping on? Like, I guess Danny Green didn't play well, but that's fine because they're going to play Fred Van Fleet instead. Yeah. And he, I mean, maybe. It felt like he, Fred Van Fleet had more than eight points tonight. Yeah. I mean, he had like six assists, four rebounds. Like, he was doing a little bit of everything. Like, he was there. He was around. He was helpful. Like, Kyle Lowry didn't play well, I guess. But, like, I don't feel like Andre Iguodala's impact was really felt on really either end of the floor. And whenever. You're just begging for someone else to take a shot, and he's just not hitting. He's kind of like your third offensive weapon. Yeah, he has to be. And, like, he was really hesitant tonight after not really, um, like, hitting, starting, like, after a couple shots, like, he knew it wasn't going in, and so, like, he just hesitated. And that creates even a bigger problem for this Golden State offense. Yeah, I mean, if Draymond's not willing to shoot, which he very clearly, like, you can't play 41 minutes and be the star player you are and put up six shots. Yeah. Like, you just can't. I don't care that it's not not your job, not your role. Like, someone just has to shoot the ball. Right. Like, someone, that's how basketball works. <laughs> like, I mean, it, Curry took 22 shots, Clay took 18, and the next was Kavon Looney at eight. And a lot of those are just at the rim. Yeah, like they're, they're alley-oops, they're dunks, they're layups. Like, that's what they are. And it's like, okay, that's not that's not taking a shot. Yeah, That's just finishing at the rim because you get the ball right there. Like, Draymond, though, is initiating the offense. Like, he's getting the ball and running with it from 70 feet away. Yeah. And 
he's just not doing anything with it. Like, yeah, you can say, I guess he got assists, but okay, Steph was on fire for a bit. Clay was on fire for a lot. It's a good idea to pass it to them. Yeah. Yes, but on some level when they're eventually tired or Toronto's double teaming them and saying, play four on three, like you have to play four on three and you have to win that. Right. And they weren't. Well, that's what we talked about um, like in the middle of the game is that like on the flip side of that, like Toronto, when Golden State was sending double teams in the second quarter there towards the end of the half, like they weren't taking advantage. No. Like they were swinging to the wrong person and late and like it was either causing a turnover or just bad look. Yeah. And then the guy just like thought he would have a good look. And by that time, though, Golden State would recover defensively. Yeah. And that's why like, Toronto, honestly, like one. Golden State should have been up by a lot more at half than yeah. they than it, they were. They were only up six at the half. They should have been up fifteen. We said the same thing. We're talking about the same thing with um, Toronto in, in game the, two. Yeah. So uh, it's like, or no, they were up four today at half. It's like they should have been up by so much more than that. Yeah. And we were saying the same thing before. Like, don't let them stay in it. And from a Golden State perspective, they're not really ever in that position where you're like, oh, don't let Toronto right. stay in it. And But they did, and Toronto could have been closer, like you were pointing out. Like, they could have taken advantage more often. And sometimes Pascal just gets a little wild with the ball. Or yeah. sometimes, like, Marcus All just hesitates. Kyle Lowry seconds. dribbles too much under yeah, the, by and, the baseline and dribbles and, out of bounds or something like that. And I get, like... I guess from a Golden State perspective, like you did what you wanted, but it was right there for Toronto. And yeah. it wasn't until that third quarter they came back out after halftime, Nick Nurse got to settle down, they were able to get a breather, and Kawhi was able to say, like, give me the ball. And just there's nothing Golden State could do about it. That really you started to see him take advantage of all those little opportunities Golden State was giving them. Because on some level, like, again, someone's got to shoot a ball. Right. You just hope that you either get it to someone who can make a shot or will pass into the right shot. They couldn't do it in the second quarter, but Toronto certainly did it in the third. Yeah. Well, I think the big spark plug coming right out of the third was Kawhi taking two threes and hitting both of them. Yeah, no, first 45 seconds. He's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm just going to walk down the court. I'm going to do like a right-to-left crossover. I'm going to pull up, and that's all. Like, he was just the most like smooth and calm and like this is what's happening right yeah. now and there is nothing you can do about it yeah he definitely stepped into one to start the half and then it was a transition one that he just got like a wide open look and no one ran out on him or yeah. like came back um that's like, easy money like yeah it's too easy uh so like the biggest difference like you look at the first quarter Toronto only scoring 17 points it felt like they should have scored less like they had 12 there at one point, and it was like two minutes left, and it was like, man, you could have held them to 12 points in yeah. a quarter. But then on the flip side, going to third quarter, coming out of the third quarter, they scored 37 points in the I third. know. And the defense was just bad for Golden. Like, that's been the theme of games like two or three and four in Oracle is Golden State's defense just hasn't been there. Like, it hasn't been enough. And it's one of those, like, you, you wondered coming into the series. We all wondered coming into the series. Like, okay, outside of Kawhi, Who's going to be consistently playing good basketball every single minute? Because if you're not playing good basketball every single minute, like you're not going to beat the Warriors. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is. Even when Kevin Durant or no Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah, if you also take away Clay, you have a chance. But even without Kevin Durant, you need to be playing good every single minute. And outside of Kawhi, you wondered, could anyone do it? And they did. Like the other guys, they did. Like for stretches, 
Pascal was good. For moments, Kyle Lowry made like a positive impact on the game. Fred Van Fleet made positive impacts on the game. So it's like they did it enough tonight knowing no one else for Golden State could hit a shot outside the Splash Bros. Yeah. And maybe that's just the difference is the role players are enough if Kawhi, if Kawhi and someone are able to kind of even out the Splash Brothers, then can everyone else on the Raptors outdo the everyone else's on the Warriors? And, like, it was a far and away, like, a margin in favor of the Raptors today. Yeah, and that's the crazy part is, like, in the finals, you live in those margins, right? Like, everything's, like, a game of inches. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, it, it, oh, we, like, harp on Kyle Lowry. We harp on Mark Gasol for not shooting. We've harped on Pascal Siakam for being passive and just not doing. And they were, like, the opposite of those things tonight. And, like, Mark Gasol was only a plus one, but it felt like he did so much more in his time yeah. on the floor tonight than, like, anything he's done in the series since game one when he was like super aggressive um and he still only took like eight shots like we're critical of him after game two when he only took seven but like it's just that perspective of like the outcome of the game and like the way it felt like that perspective of how how it felt and like danny green didn't have a good game like and like it's not because he was not getting good looks, because he was. Ball like, just wasn't going in. Like, it, it could have been worse. It could have been 120 to 92 tonight. Like, Golden yeah. State, it felt like their cap was 92. It felt like Toronto's cap could have been, like, 130. I was saying Toronto shot 10 for 32 as a team from three-point range. And like you said, Danny Green got some good looks. One for seven. Kyle Lowry, 0 for four. Marcus yeah. All, 1 for four. Pascal, 0 for two. Like, that's not going to happen. Like consistently i gotta expect between those guys like they're gonna hit more than two threes out of their 17 attempts and you gotta think like if you told me those stats before the game i'm like oh golden state's winning this game then if everyone else of the starting core is going two for 17 from three from toronto you're like where's the spacing yeah why why wouldn't they just double Kawhi the entire night and say make someone else do something well, they did stuff in other ways. They got to the free throw line. They started rolling. Yeah, they started rolling and finding things out of the short roll or some good interior passing. They still had enough transition buckets to get by at times or to get some momentum. Yep. And the defense was good. Maybe we just need to talk about that a little more. Like Defense like matters still. Yeah, yeah three-point shooting is the popular thing. It's You shoot 30 a game now, 30-plus, 40-plus a game now. But on some level, like, maybe it's just, like, you defend like crazy. And even though Steph Curry, like, has a good night, he went for 27, he was 9 for 22. Yeah. 2 for 9 from 3. Like, you made his life hard. Yeah. And so we talked about that early with Kawhi. Like, who cares if he gets 30? Just make his life miserable getting the 30. Right. Same thing with Steph. Clay, yeah, he was 11 for 18, 6 for 10 from 3, 28 points. But he had to work on the defensive end, and he had to work for a lot of those shots. Like, they weren't just easy money buckets. Like, he's hitting fadeaways from long two. Like, he had to earn those points. That's worth something. And then we don't let everyone else get in a rhythm because the stars aren't quite in rhythm either. This Golden State team's thrown off. If you somehow cut off the head, the, the rest of the team doesn't know what to do. Like, Draymond can't just lead the rest of the team. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, it felt like the thing where we were talking about earlier in the series where Draymond would get 
the ball even off like a make or just like off a miss like the wall was there mm-hmm. like there was just like players Toronto was getting back so early yeah. um, that like it, like Draymond would get down to the block Pascal was there and like there was no like Golden State Warrior like there was no one There's else no corner kick out yeah. someone just run to the spot like it just wasn't available and so Toronto even though they weren't going for the offensive rebounds you're right they made a conscious effort to get back and not give Draymond that opportunity and the crazy thing is like what so like if you've watched Golden State at all like people will sag off Draymond because like what you've talked about earlier that he's not willing to shoot the ball so like why be out there you can be mm-hmm. in the paint so like Golden State's really smart and we'll get that quick action Draymond will find a shooter like Steph or Clay and go screen for them really quick they come across that screen no one's back there to yeah. help they have a wide open shot what Toronto has done is that they've just stuck someone on Draymond and said you're not gonna like you're not gonna drive past us. Yeah. You're not gonna shoot it over us. You're not gonna get that quick handoff or quick pitch and screen yeah. like you just mentioned. So what you gonna do, Draymond? Yeah. And like it just like stalls the like Draymond kinda gets confused sometimes, like what do like I'm dribbling in no man's land. I have to get this ball back out to Steph, I guess. Yeah. And then Steph, like you were saying, has to work extra hard to even get a little bit of space. And that's why you need Kevin. Yeah. That's why you need him. Because you could just throw the ball to Kevin and just get out of the way. And he's instantly like four inches taller than whoever's guarding him and can just rise above him from 22 feet. Like, he just can. Like, there's no defense. You just kind of hope to get a hand in his face and pray he misses. Yeah. Like, that's how you defend Kevin Durant. Like, if you can get physical, if the rest will let you. Yeah, but not from the perimeter. Not anymore. Not in today's NBA. You can't do that. Well, he's even figured out how to beat that. Like, he's gotten much better in the post about, um, like, being able to body up a smaller defender and getting that turnaround. Um, Jay, and like you've said it multiple times in the series, like this this game looks a lot different when you're kicking that th- corner three to Kevin Durant instead of Quinn Cook. Yeah, well, but, Quinn Cook going 0 for five, 0 for three from three. Yeah, significantly different ball game with a different guy out there to catch the ball. And and yeah, of course the elevation from Quinn Cook to Kevin Durant is astronomical. Right. But just even Iguodala to Durant, or yeah. catching Draymond to Durant, or you know, whomever, Alfonso McKinney, that's just such a sizable upgrade that you just can't even really, like, calculate because Kevin Durant is so elite of a player and so elite at getting his own shot and making just the game work for him. And there's just, there's something that, about that, that Golden State, like, this is why you went and got him for yeah. those moments. You, you expected it to be because of LeBron. Well, okay, now it's because of Kawhi. But don't act like Kawhi is, like, that far off from being a LeBron type of superstar. Like, he's very clearly re- re-inserting himself back into that conversation. Yeah. I mean, and, like, on top of that, like, Kawhi's going to have to work harder on defense. Yeah. And, like, Toronto's going to have to refigure the game. If he plays, he might not play in Game 5. And that's the crazy thing is, like, this series could flip on its head in, in Game 5 um, if Durant were to come back. But this is also everything's on the line. Can, can Durant just step in and be Kevin Durant or 80% of Kevin Durant and that be enough? Yeah. Like, if he was 100%, I would say, yeah, that's enough. But is 80% Kevin Durant on the road in a closeout game it, when he's the team that's down? Yeah. Is that enough? Like, I don't, I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. 
And like, I don't know how many more trump cards Golden State has. Like, they haven't really played. I mean, like this has been noted a lot, but like Draymond hasn't played at center hardly at all in this series. So like, what does that look like when it comes to matchups for Toronto? Like, you can't keep Mark Gasol okay, on the floor. They haven't played Pascal at center. Either. Yeah, that's the thing. They haven't done that all year they either. They had to. And so like. You're going to force them to go small, but Toronto's best players are when you go small. You're just adding Danny Green to the lineup now I'll say instead of playing, Marcus Gasol. You'd be playing Pascal at the five, Kawhi at the four, what, like Danny Green at the three, and then Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry in the backcourt. That's like their best players. That's been killing you all yeah. series, except instead of, you're right, Danny Green, it's been Marcus Gasol or Serge Ibaka. Like, that's no different really than what they've been doing to you, and you still have to play an Iguodala or McKin or Sean Livingston out there. Yeah. Like, there's someone you can hide people on. But even then, like, that's five great defenders for Toronto out there. Between Lowry, when he feels like it. <laughs> like, when he is not arguing with the ref. When he's flopping on the yeah. ground, getting those charge calls. Yeah. Van Fleet, really good defender for who he is on Steph. Danny Green got all defensive votes this year Kawhi obviously and then Pascal's got defensive votes too like those are five good defenders that like okay Kevin's out there Steph's out there Clay's out there okay talk about switchability that lineup is made for switchability okay so you might get Katie on Van Fleet for like one out of every five possessions. But they're smart enough to know how to help and trap and say KD passed the ball. Yeah. And it not be to Steph or Clay. Right. Consistently anyway. Yeah, you'll catch him once or twice. Sure you will. But not consistently. It's still gonna end up being Draymond hit a shot. Yeah. Iggy hit a shot. Some someone else hit a shot. Cause that's how good Kawhi and those Toronto defense is. Like they just know where to be, it seems like at all times. And yeah, okay, game two, you don't expect Demarcus to go off the way he does, but you borderline live with that. Yeah, like, all right, so literally someone else, just someone else. And ever since then, Demarcus has not been able to do it. Draymond, he he's had some good performances, but not consistently. Iguodala, he hit the dagger in game two, but n- nothing consistent. You can live. You can live with that. And you you have to if you're Toronto. Yeah. But it, Curry is. If he wants to go for 47 in game three, because he's literally the only person out there who knows how to shoot a basketball, <laughs> fine. But like that's that's not going to win you the basketball game. Tonight, Clay, you're hot, okay, but no one else can do anything. So it felt like Clay didn't touch game. touch the ball nearly enough tonight. In the second, it's like in the first quarter when it's just like bucket, bucket, bucket. We're like Clay game again. Yeah. And like that second half, there was no Clay. Now I know like he. I think it was in the third quarter. Like, he had to go back to the sideline and get that leg bandaged up again and wrapped. And it's like, was he, from there on, was it just like, he can't really be out there doing his thing? I mean, maybe. But on some level, you're like, dude, if you're out there. You got to be out there. You got to be out there. You got to take the shots. Yeah. He put up 18, but it feels like they needed him to put up 25. It feels like they needed, like, a game six clay yeah version of clay and maybe i mean maybe we get that in game five um because on some way it's like it, there's still like the warriors aren't completely out of this even though they're down 3-1 the net two of, of the next three if it gets that far are going to be in toronto and yet it's like if kevin durant returns and is kevin durant there's no reason they couldn't rip off three straight. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing is, like, the the biggest trump card hasn't been played yet. 
and that's Kevin Durant. And, like, maybe that's the adjustment Golden State needs. I think there are some adjustments that can be made. Like, what are the biggest ones that you've seen that you you would think about making going to Game 5? If I'm Golden State? If you're Steve Kerr, what do you do right now? I'm not starting to Marcus. Yeah, that, that. that's my first instinct is go to Kev- Kevon Looney. Yeah. Um, he's been your best bet at center throughout the playoffs. Bogut has kind of given you some minutes here and there to just, think, like, get you by. I think he's by. good for 10 minutes. I think he's good for 10 minutes a game. I really do think he is. Because, like, he can play defense enough. Yeah. He enough. Can, he can pass pretty well. He's not a total negative. Even tonight, again, I know plus minus isn't everything. He was the only plus warrior at plus six. Yeah. I don't know how much that ultimately means, but, like, I mean, I think he's been good this series. For what he is for 10 minutes a game, I think that's what you want from him. I feel like it's start Kevon Looney, and even if it's just for the first five minutes and you are just running as fast as you can for the first five minutes and then i don't maybe if it's not quite working then you bring in cousins but i feel like treating demarcus more like how we all thought he should have been treated as a backup is own the backups it's almost like how that game two performance where he was so good it's like it's kind of clouded the judgment of the Warriors like how we should be using him it's like what we've said with the Celtics like maybe last year's run like deep run with all those injuries like ended up hurting them this year because they were like too clouded in like what they should be I'm the dude on this team yeah and then it's like it fell short this year and it's like well, yeah. I mean, last year was probably a, like there's some level of flukiness in there, and yeah, it got you pretty far. But on some level, there's a level of flukiness in there, and it seems like is this not that similar? Like Demarcus had a really good game too, it just because he was he was literally forcing Gasol and Ibaka into foul trouble like crazy, yeah. and then just getting easy looks off of it and making good passes. That's what made Demarcus Demarcus in that game too. Right. Ever since then, Gasol's been a really good defender. Abaka has transformed himself back into OKC Abaka <laughs> with his defense. Like it's incredible. Like, Getting lots of blocks. Yeah, a blocker. Oh and God. I'm just yelling that over the telecast. <laughs> but it's like ever since then, like the bigs for Toronto are like, wait, what's what's happening? We're better than you, <laughs> and they've played like it yeah and too like yeah Gasol's been a little hesitant at times but it's because he's like I don't need to shoot this there we have a lot of other good players there's better shots to be yeah found. yeah and so like that's the reason behind it not just that I can't do it whereas DeMarcus it's like dude's forcing it yeah the dude's not passing like how he was in games one and two he was trying to lead the fast break a couple times tonight in that first quarter and it's like buddy you gotta give the ball up like he was, he looked like yeah. me out there in the YMCA, <laughs> like just like fumbling the ball, having a turnover yeah. at like midcourt. It was just like, oh man, I like I feel bad for him because like he is kind of a shell of of his, like what he was and how dominant he yeah. was. Um, because like it would be incredible to see him play like at a hundred percent, and clearly he's not at a hundred percent. Like, going, I don't want to project too far into the future, but you wonder how that affects his free agency status going into this summer. It does make you wonder. Like, you know he's still not 100%. He's probably not even close to it, honestly. He's he's good enough to play. Yeah. Like, But to me, like, Kevon Looney just gives him so much more they actually need. 
which he, is he a has rim like protector. This, like he just understands his role. Like high high IQ dude. Not saying Boogie's not high high IQ because he knows the game really well. But like for this team in this moment, yeah. what do you need from me? Yeah. The Warriors have never won a championship with an elite big man who you just throw the ball in the post to. Like that's not how they've won championships. Maybe they've won championships with guys like Looney who would just play good defense, finish at the rim, help. Yeah, like that's what you do, and that's what Looney's done so far. Like, yeah, he's had moments where like you could tell he's a little inexperienced, or you wish he was a little stronger in moments. Getting shoved but, by Kawhi like twenty five yeah. feet in the air, but was, like was overall, awesome. like he's he's been a, a good defensive performer. Like he's done what you wanted him to do offensively. He actually has like a little bit of stretch cape, like outside like fifteen feet. Kevon Looney can shoot. Like, yeah, we maybe you don't see it that often, but Duke can knock down a fifteen footer. Like that's not a problem. An elbow jumper isn't a problem for Kevon Looney. Like, if you need that in a weird moment. He can give that to you. Why do you need DeMarcus out there forcing that? Trying to run the fast break and, when you have Draymond who and can do it. And not playing defense. Yeah. And maybe it's, it's more of a physical than a mental thing for him. Like, it's not that he doesn't want to play defense right now. His body just can't keep up with his right. head. And maybe that's part of the problem. But, okay, so don't put him out there and just allow just having him struggle to get like roasted over exactly. and over and over again so that's yeah why i'm more on the little more loony i don't know why i feel this way but i feel like alfonso mckinney's been really good like i know his stat line tonight doesn't look great two points two rebounds in nine minutes but you're not really needing the dude to score though like maybe an occasional corner three but like what like get him out there Why? more like he's a wing and you're short on wing players like play him more than nine minutes i guess well to me it's like why are we combining to play sean livingston and quinn cook 22 minutes but alfonso mckinney is getting nine, nine. like if iggy and draymond just aren't playing well or if you're trying to go small um and you put draymond at the five like we've talked about as an option like alfonso mckinney needs to be on the floor then yeah like at this point, you have no other wings. Right. Like, you just straight up don't unless Kevin's playing. <laughs> so, like, get him in the game more. Like, he, he shouldn't be getting less minutes than Andrew Bogut. Knowing yep. you're playing three centers with Cousins, Bogut, and Looney. Like, that shouldn't be Oof. happening. That's tough. I, like, looking at this Warriors I don't, even, I don't even care if Alphonso McKinney doesn't score. As long as he's just making someone's life miserable and just saying, like, use all six fouls in the first half. Yeah. Like, don't let Pascal and Kawhi get into a rhythm. If you're going to foul, foul hard, too. Like, don't do, don't, like, don't, don't injure. Do the don't injure the guy. Playoff foul. Yeah, give a nice, like. Chop, I, chop the arm. Yeah, chop the arm. Like, you don't, you're not giving Pascal, like, a free run to the bucket. Yeah. Get yeah. that out of here. Like, I, you swipe at his arms, get get a good smack in. Get your money's worth. Yeah, so, I don't, and borderline sounds desperate, but outside of Clay and Steph hit shots, Kavon play defense, Draymond control the pace, Iggy play defense, like, this is kind of... Like it's like you said, it's a marginal game. Like there's just bits here and there that make a difference. I don't know, maybe more than Demarcus is Alfonso McKinney can be a spark plug. Yeah. More than he is and again, not trying to put this all on Demarcus, it's not all his fault. He just kind of epitomizes like what was going wrong. Right. With it. It's just like it just was too slow, it was just too far behind, it just wasn't reactionary enough. It just was trudgy and you were just kind of 
bad help defense. Like yeah, Steph had like, this weird he was like never in the right spot at the right time. Steph was trying to like go for a steal on Kawhi late, and it's like yeah, and like it led to a Danny Green three. It's like why are you? He just left Danny Green trying to get that, and it's like in the corner. Like what? What are you doing? And that was his one. <laughs> it's like. Okay, Danny Green can miss the first six, but he'll shoot the seventh like he's made the first six. <laughs> I mean, like, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the final ever. Like, yeah. he's, like, shooting above 50%. Tonight, it might have dropped him down below 50%. But, like, the dude just scorched you for six, six threes not 48 hours ago. Yeah. Like, it, learn your lesson, Steph. And so I think that's just the idea is, like, it's easy to point out DeMarcus, but other people played poorly too oh absolutely so it's not it's not just him like i said he just kind of epitomizes what was going wrong and he only played 15 minutes but those 15 minutes like it felt damaging i mean in those 15 minutes 15 minutes he was minus what minus four minus four and that but that includes starting out the game whenever clay was on fire yeah and toronto could hit up. a shot to save their life yeah <laughs> i mean like that could be the swing in the game Golden State losing by 13. Uh, man, game five is going to be interesting. Toronto has a chance to close out in Canada. Like, this is the moment that... That's so nuts. That, like, this is why you trade for Kawhi. Like, this oh, yeah. is it right here. And, like, if you're going to pay all these guys, like, Pascal, Kawhi, like, Marc Gasol is probably opting in. Like, Kyle Lowry. Like, if you're paying all these guys... This is it. Like this here's why. here's your chance. Like you have the reigning champs in a corner, and like whether you put them away or not is going to be the difference. Exactly. Um. And it, do you want to make a prediction for predictions for Game Five? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. This is before we know anything about Kevin Durant. So if you're listening yeah. to this like day of and like he's playing. Sorry about you. Sorry about you, but, but we're, we're recording we're newsworthy here on this podcast all of a sudden, so it's going to be right after the game. So, I'm looking at it. So, like, what? We've had a Pascal game. We had a DeMarcus game. We had the game where it was just Steph going off. We had a, a Kawhi and Surge combo. We had robot. Board man gets paid. Board man gets paid. Um, got 12 rebounds tonight. Um, Dude's going to get a max contract. There's a correlation there, Matt. I That's guess. the greatest trash talk ever. Board man gets paid. Every time, uh, two things I'm going to be shouting at the local YMCA from now on is first team all defense and board man gets paid. Oh, gosh. Like, it's hard to pick against the Warriors. Well, on some level, the Raptors are playing so well, and they're going back home. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do it before you do it. Go ahead, I've, I've flipped. I flipped. This series is over. You had Warriors in five. I know. <laughs> I was so dead wrong about this. Like, both of our predictions are out. Like, if yeah. the Warriors are going to win, it has to be in seven. And I said Warriors in six to start. Yeah, Draymond was with you. I'm saying Raptors in five now. They're going to win and close it out. It's going to be uh, like a one, 109 to 102 game. Part of me is like, I can't pick Kyle Lowry to have a good game. <laughs> like, I just can't do it. Like, I. If he hits one three, that place is going to start going crazy and he's going to start feeling it. It will. Oh, what the hell? Um, <laughs> Raptors won. 19 to the Warriors 116. Okay, so a little bit higher scoring. Yeah. Does KD play? No. 
I think KD plays. I don't think he plays. And he doesn't. He, he forces it. The Warriors force it too much. I think he's just he's deuces. He's deuces. He's to New York. Yeah. Whichever New York. <laughs> hey, that flight's halfway there. <laughs> actually, it's most of the way there. Toronto's actually really close to New York. Yeah. What am I doing? I don't know, poor ge- geography skills. You're a teacher too. I don't teach geography. That's fair. <laughs> Matt, do you want to talk about anything else before we get out of here in, uh, in this emergency pod? No, we'll do we'll do actual pod, other news, like the um, Alan Crab uh, deal at a later time, getting some draft stuff at a later time, because this series might be wrapped up pretty soon, so we'll have time. <sighs> When's game five? <laughs> game five. Isn't it like Monday? Is it? I feel like it would be a couple days from now. Yeah, it should be. Um, sorry, I'm getting it pulled up, and it's going. It's gonna be a Stanley Cup Game Five. Which, by the way, the Bruins got hosed <laughs> in Game Five. Like that was a tripping call. Um, yeah, Monday, Game Five, 8 p.m. Central Time. ABC. ABC. Mike Bring. Bang! I love it. Um, well, that's all we have for this emergency pod. I think we had a good conversation here. Uh, like Matt said, we will do a full podcast with news and some NBA thoughts of the week and stuff like that. More traditional style for us. Uh, sometime, I don't know. It might probably be after when the finals wrap up. Yeah, it'll probably be. We'll probably do another. Try to do another emergency pod after Game Five if the the finals have wrapped up. We'll do it anyway if it's not like if the Warriors end up winning, but it's gonna be a man. It's gonna be a series. Like from here on out, like every game matters, and it's gonna be fun to watch either way. Um, thank you so much for listening to this 41-minute podcast about our oh, well. <laughs> our ranting. We said like 20 to 30 minutes when we started this thing. We're always a little over. Under, take the, always take the over. Always take the over. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And remember to find us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Sound, or uh, excuse me, Google Play and Stitcher. Um, if you haven't already, remember to leave us a rating uh, and review, and we would greatly appreciate that. We'll see you back after Game Five.